0: Thank you for supporting Daily Tech Headlines directly. Now begins your ad-free episode. These are the Daily Tech Headlines for Thursday, July 5th, 2018. I'm Sarah Lane. The European Parliament voted against controversial Article 11 and Article 13 copyright reform proposal, meaning they'll now be open for debate and amendments. A 318 to 278 majority of MEPs voted to reopen the debate around digital copyright reform, slowing down or possibly even curbing the process of becoming law. Article 11 proposes to create a neighboring right for snippets of journalistic content in order to target news aggregator business models, such as Google News. Article 13 makes internet platforms that host large amounts of user-uploaded content, such as YouTube, directly liable for copyright infringements by their users, and would likely mean those platforms would have to start pre-filtering all user-generated content at the point of upload. IBM has secured a $1 billion Australian agreement as partner of the Australian government over the next five years. The contract includes automation and blockchain services for federal departments, including defense and home affairs, and focus on employment of Australians to implement. Two years ago, IBM agreed to pay more than 30 million Australian dollars to the government for its role in the national census, which was hit by four distributed denial-of-service attacks that temporarily shut down the project. Prime Minister Malcolm Turnbull said at the time that overwhelmingly the failure was IBM's. Volkswagen is launching an electric car-sharing service called WE, or WE, launching in Germany next year with plans for major cities across Europe, North America, and Asia beginning in 2020. The WE vehicle-on-demand platform will initially focus on car-sharing, but will include other modes of transportation such as scooters down the road. The WE platform will be managed by UMI Urban Mobility International, a subsidiary of Volkswagen AG. Ugandan President Yoweri Museveni says the country's new social media tax keeps people from using the platforms for lying and supporting foreign-owned telecoms firms. Back in May, Uganda's parliament passed a new tax law that introduced a levy of 200 shillings—that's about 5 U.S. cents—per day for access to a range of online services like Facebook, Twitter, WhatsApp, Google Hangouts, Skype, and Yahoo Messenger— The tax is collected by mobile ISP providers, and equivalent to about 20 percent of what a typical Ugandan might pay for their mobile phone data plan. Museveni tweeted that social media was, quote, a luxury by those who are enjoying themselves or those who are malicious. All the moral reasons are in favor of that tax. At the 2018 Baidu Create Developer Conference in Beijing, the company announced its partnering with Intel to deploy Israeli developer eyes technology into autonomous vehicle effort Project Apollo. Baidu plans to merge Mobileye's responsibility-sensitive safety model into code of the commercial Apollo Drive program and Apollo Pilot, which is the deployment version of Project Apollo. Baidu will also use Mobileye's surround computer vision kit as the preferred perception solution in Project Apollo. ZTE named Xu Xiang as its new CEO, a 20-year veteran of the company who formerly headed up the company's business in Germany. ZTE also named a new CFO, CTO, and a new head of HR. The company was hit with a sales ban in the U.S. in April after it violated sanctions against sales of telecom gear to Iran and North Korea. Earlier this week, the U.S. Commerce Department said it would grant a one-month waiver to some companies to resume doing business with ZTE. ZTE is also required to pay a $1 billion fine, place $400 million in escrow, and submit to an outside monitor as part of the deal with the Commerce Department. Sources tell CTEC that Apple told Intel it will not use the chipmaker's radio chips in its 2020 iPhones. Apple reportedly was the primary customer for the combined 5G, Wi-Fi, and Bluetooth chip, and sources say Intel has now halted development of that product. The Register reports that U.K. Metropolitan Police Commissioner Cressida Dick said that trials of automated facial recognition systems were expected by the public, despite criticism that the tech is almost entirely inaccurate and wouldn't lead to lots of arrests. The London force has been deploying the technology at public events like concerts, festivals, and soccer matches. Mobile CCTV cameras are used to scan crowds and try to match images of faces to mugshots of wanted individuals. According to data released under the UK's Freedom of Information laws, the Metropolitan's AFR system has a 98% false positive rate, meaning that 98% of the matches it makes are of innocent people. Analyst Ming-Chi Kuo reports that the upcoming 6.5-inch OLED iPhone model should be priced around $1,000 like the current iPhone 10, and will feature dual-SIM capabilities. Quo also reports an upcoming 6.1-inch LCD Model 10-style device should retail for about $700. The 6.5-inch upcoming phone will possibly come in black, white, and gold, and the entry-level 6.1-inch LCD phone may come in gray, white, blue, red, and orange. And finally, TiVo CEO Enrique Rodriguez is leaving the company for a role at Liberty Global, where he will become its CTO. Rodriguez joined TiVo in November of 2017. Raghu Rao, who is on TiVo's board, has been named the interim president and CEO of the company. Rodriguez will keep an advisory role. For more discussion of the tech news of the day, subscribe to dailytechnewsshow.com. Daily Tech Headlines is supported by all of you. And we thank everyone who supports the show. Learn more at patreon.com slash DTNS. I'm Sarah Lane. Talk to you next time.